Oh, did you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what? If, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats, mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with that. Biden, listen to me carefully. You destroyed not Afghanistan, but the world. Taliban are best friends with Al-Qaeda and ISIS. All they're going to do, use our land to build our resources, to build and to destroy the world. You, you, you right now, you are on vacation and our country was burning and bleeding to death while you're on vacation and you call yourself a president. So the whole world just became vastly more dangerous. The U.S. government, the U.S. government, President Biden humiliated the United States. He humiliated the United States Army. In my opinion, and I, I don't say this lightly, and I've never said it about anybody else, any other leader in this position. People have been talking about impeaching President Biden. I don't believe President Biden should be impeached. He's the commander in chief of the US Armed Forces, who's just essentially surrendered to the Taliban. He shouldn't be impeached. He should be court-martialed for betraying the United States of America and the United States Armed Forces. Mr. Biden, you did this. You planned this. You made the deal with the Taliban. This is the consequences of it. This is the repercussions of it. Mr. Biden, it's your ill calculation. You were against Trump. Now we are against you. Welcome, everybody, to Down the Rabbit Hole's Midweek Edition. And I am Big D, and I'm glad to be able to spend some time with you. Wow, lots going on in the world, no, no doubt about it. And um, I struggled with this with this show, actually. Not, not because I, I don't have thoughts on it, and I don't want to talk about it. I, I do. And I got a lot of requests over the... Over the last week, week and a half, asking a lot of emails, asking my thoughts on Afghanistan and what I thought about what was going on over there. And um, I don't like to do politics. I, 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 I'm a, I follow politics. <laughs> I, I, I like politics, but politics divide people. And so on this show, we try not to do politics. We try not to take, I mean, we did a, we did a show, um, uh, an election episode where we basically, I think that's the only one we've done. And, and really, Brandon and I, we've talked about this many times. We've tried to stay out of 
really getting into politics other than like on a global scale and of course the the the, the you know the globalist and 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 the and the actors that are put in place by the globalist and so we do talk about them so i'm not going to get into a political diatribe or debate on this show. If that's what you're looking for, I'm not going to do it. This isn't going to be a show about Democrats and or Republicans or any party. This is not going to be about party stuff. If anything, it's about a uniparty. And I heard, um, (laughs) I wish I could remember where I heard this, but it, it was brilliant. I heard somebody say one time, when you hear a politician speaking, if you close your eyes and you can't tell which party they're from, they're in the uniparty. So what I'm going to do today, or what we're going to talk about, is we're going to talk about Afghanistan. But we're going to talk about it, because there's a lot of moving parts to Afghanistan. There's the story that we're seeing. Yes, the uh, U.S. government com- has completely screwed up. And I don't think anybody, anybody can debate that. They have probably done everything they can wrong in this. But the question is why? You have the supposedly the best military in the world. You have the greatest military minds, supposedly, in the world. And you have a a country about the size of Texas where we've been talking about getting out of Afghanistan for a while now, and and this was the plan? Things don't add up. And, And I'm here to tell you there's a reason why. Now, this is my opinion. I want to get that clear. This is my opinion based on observation, based on research, and I'm gonna, we're going to connect some dots, which is what we like to do here, and we're gonna, I'm going to craft a narrative, and then I'm going to let you decide, because that's, real, that's really what it should be. It should be about you deciding, you doing research. I do my research, and I draw conclusions. But that doesn't mean it's necessarily correct because there's a lot of things I don't know. I can't get to the bottom of. There, there's some things about this that really bother me and some pieces of the puzzle that aren't there yet. But I think there's enough of a picture here that we can see exactly what's going on. And it's not pretty. So in order to get into why all of this is happening, because this, this isn't just affecting the United States. This is affecting a lot of the, the allies of the U.S., the U.K., France. Um, I think Canada's got some people in there. So there's a lot of moving parts here. And, and the world's watching. The world is watching what's going on. Uh, but before we get into the current events, we need to do some history here. And I'm... And, and I, it's tricky doing history because we could go really far back, but we have to sort of establish a starting point. And if you want to argue with me about where I'm starting, I'm, I'm starting this point at, that's fine. But let's, for the sake of the argument, 
because really Afghanistan came into the public um, perception at post 9-11. It's when we went in. And we have to look at why did we do that? And you say, well, it's because they attacked, they hit the Twin Towers and, you know, tried to do big damage and killed a lot of people here. That did happen, and that is true. But why did we go after Afghanistan? Why? Why the, the, They weren't even Afghani pilots. Why didn't we go after Saudi Arabia or, or some of the other places that were harboring these characters? Why, why was, what was the deal with Afghanistan? Well, in reality, we'd been dealing with Afghanistan for quite a while. And we're going to, we'll just start with, with George Bush, even though it was set into motion uh, really before Bush. But uh, they were, the Afghan war and the war with the Afghanis was planned long before September 11th, and it was um, basically over oil and opium. We all know that the CIA, and I, we've talked about this on previous episodes, it's not, it's not even a debate, it's, it's factual, you can look it up, introduced opium and heroin into the United States. And has been a under, undercover, profiting from it for decades. And at the time, at that time, the opium or, or Afghanistan was about 85% of the global opium production. And Uncle Sam wanted a cut of that. There are multiple reports over the last many years of U.S. soldiers guarding poppy fields, guarding the trucks that go in and out, convoying them. You don't have to scratch the surface too hard to, to find that. And the U.S. was involved in the trade, and they were bringing it up through the southern border, sneaking it into the, the U.S. under the radar. Uh, don't believe me? Have you ever heard of Project Cassandra? Project Cassandra took place under the Obama administration. And this is when Obama, uh, the, well, the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Ad Administration, they were, uh, they, were on to, they, they were on to this drug trafficking. And they spent year, eight years working on contacts, tracing where these drugs were coming from, how they were getting in, and it was called uh, Project Cassandra. It was an operation. And they were going to de deal a big blow to Hezbollah, uh, the narco-terrorist group, and all the other drug groups that were bringing these drugs in from the southern border. But there was a big obstacle when it came time to execute the final plan, and that was Barack Obama. Barack Obama, when he got word of it, started putting up roadblocks. And 
slow walked any kind of request for arrest, any kind of um, any kind of request for for maneuvers and movements, basically shutting down the whole thing. And there were lots of other, there were a lot of moving parts in that too. Venezuela was involved uh, in this article. One of the articles I was reading, uh, David Asher who was part of the Cassandra Project, he's one of the main agents, said, quote, said, this was a political decision, it was a sy systematic decision by the powers that be to boycott Cassandra. The agent pointed especially to U.S. Secretary, Secretary of State John Kerry, whom he called the architect of the boycott. This article also says, the case of the Cassandra Project leaves no doubt that the Obama administration was catastrophic for U.S. interests. Since its foreign policy, instead of looking after national interests, benefited the country's enemies. Hezbollah grew and expanded its operations throughout Latin America, but it also trafficked drugs within the United States, so it was a growing internal and external problem. If anything happened during the Obama era, it was the growth of the main enemies of freedom. Almost every criminal regime in the world grew. Well, and this is on the heels, of course, of... The Bush years, where due to 9-11, they instituted the Patriot Act, which was sort of a backdoor way into the early screening of people where they could spy on you. And it, was, it was, wasn't in your face. It was kind of in the backdrop. So there was this 16-year plan when Barack Obama got elected. And this is not a secret. It, it's not hard to find. Barack Obama was going to basically systematically dismantle America. It's called Manage Decline, was going to manage decline America down. Hillary Clinton was supposed to take over and continue the decline. And as, the, as America declined, China was to rise. I think you've probably all heard the clip of Joe Biden talking about China rising is a good thing. That you know, the good they're good people, and they are they probably are. I think the people over there are fine, but the regime itself is terrifying. And what we have is that with China rising and the globalists, the global elite, the ones who are trying to run the world, their hands, their fingerprints are all over this because they love the China model. See, they've bought in, they 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 believe the Chinese have done it right. The way that they keep their people under the thumb. They've got them constantly under surveillance. It's basically a slave state. They don't care if they're if they have Uyghurs in concentration camps. They they don't care. And they think this is a great system model for the world. The freedom of the United States, we've talked about this many times on here. The United States is in the way of all of this. And what's really in the way is the Constitution, Bill of Rights. So let's do a little history here from some people on the main stage. And let's go to our old friend George Soros and let him remind you of how the globalists think about the United States. And unfortunately, uh, the West didn't quite realize this. And so I did, and I moved in there and uh, concentrated on those countries, set up foundations uh, locally, and they made their contribution. But then I became concerned with the problems of globalization, where you have global markets, but you have politics based on the sovereignty of states. 
So how do you deal with that that issue? And uh, and then I came to the realization that open society is endangered by by our current leadership in in, in this country, and that is when I refocused my attention on the United States. No, I think this would be the time because you really need to bring China into the creation of a new world uh, 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 order. Uh, is there going to be sort of a tipping point, a moment at which the dollar is fatally weakened, or does it just sort of carry on? A, a, an orderly decline of the dollar is actually a, a desirable. Um, a decline in the value of the dollar is necessary in order to uh, compensate for the fact that the U.S. economy will remain rather weak, will be a drag on the global economy. In addition, in addition to focusing on that, we also have a tremendous responsibility to, to bring about a better world order. Okay, got it. So, in order to bring about a new world order, in order to bring China up to par, we need to dec the decline of the Western civilization. And, and he's talking specifically about America, but he's also talking about the Western world. Anybody who's adopted Western culture, so that would be a lot of Europe and Australia, other places in the world. But of course, the one on top is the United States. And what props the United States up? is their economy, the, 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 the dollar, and our military. So how do you manage this decline? How do, you, how do you bring the United States down a couple of notches, as I've also heard Soros say uh, a few different times? Well, you do this through a thousand cuts, and that's what we have going on here. You put puppets in place, you buy off senators, you buy off governors, you buy off prosecutors, uh, and Soros ha has done that. And he's not the only one. There's a lot of other people, but we're going to pick on Soros because he's been the one that's been most vocal about it. But all the usual characters are involved in this. And so what we have here is we have Joe Biden now who is the president of the United States, and he owes China big favors. I hope by now you've all heard about uh, and done some research into the Hunter Biden laptop that was suppressed from everybody during the election about how Hunter Biden was going around on behalf of his family, picking up cash from all different kinds of places. But it goes further back than that. Let's go back to when Biden was vice president. This is... Um, this is out of article on lamerican.com. Talking about the uh, Cassandra project again, it says, quote, uh, these peace agreements promoted by former President Juan Manuel Santos were approved by the Biden administration. One of their main sponsors was Joe Biden. In fact, Biden's relationship with a former Colombian president was promoted by Hunter Biden to attract Chinese investment to Latin America. So behind the scenes... You have Obama, Biden, Bush, all these guys. These are all, they're all working behind the scenes with all these different nations that we're supposedly enemies with, supposedly uh, at, at odds with. When in reality, these are all puppet figures that have that are, have been put in place, in my opinion. 
And I believe Biden is compromised through his son Hunter to the Chinese. I believe that this is Joe Biden's gift to the Chinese. Why else would he do? Why else would it go down the way it's going down? Here's the thing about the opium and the poppy fields. Well, now the Chinese have they do a, a synthetic fentanyl which has taken over, and it, it, it it's going like it's like it's making tons and tons of money. It's what's on the street now. Heroin has dropped off and is almost a non-existent. So we don't we don't need the poppy fields anymore. Oh, and by the way, there's a there's a huge mineral deposits up in the Afghanistan mountains, which supply like a trillion dollars worth of lith- lithium and precious metals, which, oh, by the way, China needs to build these batteries to put in all the electric cars that Joe Biden and everybody else is going to force on America. So this is a happy birthday gift, in my opinion. That's why he won't answer questions. This is why he's very distant about it. This is why he did it the way he is, because pulling, pulling out the way he, he has done so so coldly and leaving all that equipment there for our supposed enemies it's creating this huge vacuum and the globalists need instability in the world to, to continue the fear factor and to continue the wars and to continue notching america down and who rushes right in but china makes deals with the taliban they're, they're going to be partners now. Russia's involved. Who's out of the picture? The United States. Make any sense, anybody? I think not. Now, there's some other weird things that are going on here that we need to pay attention to as well. Listen to this. Listen carefully. This is Justin Trudeau talking about Afghanistan. Listen to he, who he talks to when he calls the United States to discuss this. I also spoke last night with former U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, who shares our concern for Afghan women and girls. She welcomed our efforts and urged Canada to continue our work. Governments, international organizations, and civil society must continue to work together to support women and girls in Afghanistan. The Afghan people need the world to stand with them and that is what Canada will continue to do. All right. If you, in case you didn't catch it, who did you talk to, Justin? I also spoke last night with former U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. One more time. Who was that? I also spoke last night with former U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. That's what I thought you said. Why, would, why is Justin Trudeau, who, who's a massive globalist and actor on the world stage doing the globalist bidding why is he talking to hillary clinton who holds no office at all in the united states zero zip nada why is he talking to her maybe because as i played the clip uh at the beginning this clip right here do you wish like you had a, sec- a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement 
where um, I had a I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats, looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with that. I'm sure you would, and maybe he's doing that. Who's who's pulling the strings here? Who are the big globalists? Why is this going on? Th- these are all the questions that have to be asked. Why why is Trudeau talking to Hillary? Why is Joe Biden not answering questions? Why did he do this so crazy? Why is why is Obama talking about third terms and sitting in the basement and making decisions? And oddly, this decision by Joe is similar to some p- the pattern that Obama was doing while he was in office. Lest we forget the pallets of cash that he got busted loading onto airplanes to send off to our supposed enemies as well. This is a managed decline of America. This is created by the powers that be to create instability, and to create fear. On the world stage, on the global stage as we speak, we are seeing the U.S. allies all shaking their head and are quite upset. And how can you blame them? Here's an article from the Washington Free Beacon. U.K. Parliament holds Biden in contempt for Afghanistan withdrawal. The United Kingdom's parliament on Wednesday held President Joe Biden in contempt for his withdrawal of American troops from Afghanistan, calling the move catastrophic and shameful. They accused Biden of, quote, throwing us and everybody else in the fire. They also attacked Biden for his shameful criticism of the Afghan National Army and said it was dishonorable to blame Afghanistan's fighting force for the Taliban's takeover. And they're right. We pulled the carpet right out from under them. We loaded up the country with brand new equipment, pulled the carpet out from the Afghanistan army, which is not much of an army. We've known that for 20 years. That, that's not a secret. Afghanistan, here's, the, here's what most people don't know. Afghanistan is not a united, they've never have been, never will be. They're not a united people. There's like eight tribes there. They don't even get along. So when we're there and supposedly training these troops to battle for their country, there is, there is no their country. And we've known this all along. We knew this was going to happen. That's why it's so blatant and so obvious. But the, but the mainstream media and all the pundits, everything they want to now we're going to concentrate on just what we're seeing. And it, it's it, look, it, it, it is horrific. And what's going to happen to the people when we pull out of there is going to be mass atrocity. It's going to be awful. And the way it looks right now, there's going to be some Americans involved in it. And don't kid yourself. Th- this, this whole we have to be out by this certain time that we we are the Joe Biden and his administration they're the ones who put that deadline on it's just the it's the Taliban that's saying hey that's the date you said so we're holding you to it this wasn't some this wasn't imposed by anybody else they imposed it on themselves 
gave up a bay, uh, gave up an an airfield that was like thirty minutes away, just handed it over, handed over mass helicopters, uh, all kind of military equipment, high tech equipment. We essentially gave billions of dollars of high grade taxpayer uh, military equipment to. An, an army that wants to destroy us. And, and I laugh because it's so ludicrous. It's, it's insane. It's, it's absolutely insane. That's why you just, you have to think that something bigger, much, much, much bigger is going on here. And I think what's going to come out of this is going to be chaos in the world. You're, you're going to see a complete reshifting of the geopolitical landscape with China rising. They're already threatening Taiwan. They told Taiwan, hey, look, look what the U.S. does to their allies. When, not if, but when we come for you, don't count on them, just give up. You have the U.K. parliament also saying that China has, has, has destined the Western world into the hands of China in the coming, in the coming future. So there are those who are recognizing this. There are those who are seeing it. Those who are not part of the uniparty, not part of the globalist party, but their voices are getting drowned out. Here's another, I I thought this was a, a really good breakdown. This is a guy named Darren Beatty. And I thought, he was asked about his thoughts on Afghanistan. I thought what he had to say was not the usual narrative, and I thought it was quite good. Check this out. Well, I think something like Afghanistan is a, a tragedy and a farce along every dimension imaginable. But I think in retrospect, the historians will look at this and attribute real symbolic significance to what's going on in Afghanistan. It's really... There's something about a public humiliation on this level that does something to the psyche of a nation. Now, certainly there's a negative component to that. It remains to be seen whether there could be a positive component in the sense that maybe it takes a humiliation on this scale to shock us out of this ridiculous path that our nation has been on for quite some time and might actually lead to a path toward accountability and confidence going into the 21st century further. That remains to be seen, but I think it's a remarkable thing. The significance of it, sure, there's Biden's incompetence, but the significance runs much deeper as, as in terms of what it pretends for the future of United States and its role in the 21st century. And he's absolutely right. And that is what the globalists don't want is for the Western world, particularly America, to wake up and see what's going on. That's why they keep everyone distracted with this the constant COVID and the the, the fear mongering and the quote endless wars and all the things, all these geopolitical things all come together. And they are using them as a massive psyop and a massive scare campaign against the citizens. Keep 
people distracted. It's the and also divide and conquer. Make sure everybody's mad at each other. Make sure everybody's uh, dividing down. Everyone's is preoccupied with minutia nonsense, created problems, and we see this all the time. We see this all the time. We 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 see this especially in America right now. We have you know big divides over critical race theory. We have big divides over. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, big over vaccinated, not vaccinated, masked, not masked, on and on and on. it's on and on it goes. Gender, straight, gay, however, it's it is a it's a divide and conquer mentality that we have to get out of because if they can keep everybody separate and apart, there's no unity against this, and this. When you see it and you pull back and you recognize it for what it is, that it is by design, that it is on purpose, that there's a much bigger goal behind it, we have to recognize it. We have to expose people to it. And they're going to probably call you a kook and a nut. But the reality is there. It's right there. People are looking at this and saying, this doesn't make sense. Why are they doing this? Why is this happening? How is this happening? You got the United States, <laughs> the most powerful country supposedly in the world, with some of the smartest people supposedly at the helm, to blow this in such a catastrophic manner, Just it just begs the question, why? Why, does Kamala, why is Kamala Harris the vice president, over in Vietnam while this is going on? Why is Joe Biden hanging out uh, on vacation and maybe steps up to the podium for a couple of minutes here or there and, and wanders off, doesn't answer a single question? Why does he have his, uh, his top military guys out there, Lloyd and Millie, can't answer a thing they keep saying well we got every we were prepared for everything but they weren't prepared for anything it's obvious and we've left all these people who helped the united states over the last 20 years we're hanging them out to dry we're probably going to end up leaving americans there whether they were part of uh, the military or whether they were teachers or whether they were doctors or whether they were over there helping on with humanitarian things, because what they're not, one thing they're not telling you is this number about these supposed Americans that are in Kabul who can't get out yet. They're not including all the people that are all around the country who can't even get to Kabul. They're going to get left behind and it's going to be ugly and it's going to be messy and you're going to see a lot of bad images coming out. And you just have to ask why. So I think to put it into just concise terms, when we went into Afghanistan, it was about, yeah, it was a little bit about oil. We had already been messing with them for a few years before 9-11. And then we used 9-11 as an excuse to go in there. We took over the opium heroin operation, bled it dry. China comes out with a synthetic drug, fentanyl, 
which overtakes heroin. We have no no longer any use for it. And oh, by the way, they, there's all these precious men. Why didn't we mine? Why were we not mining? If we had a presence over there, and they found all these precious minerals minerals over there, why were we not mining them? Why were why were the Afghani's not mining them? Why why weren't they building production plants, mining that and get and getting rich and prosperous as a nation? It's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. But I know that on the global scale, the globalists are excited as all get out about the China model, which is what they want to institute for the rest of the world. And this is another notch in their belt. They're already talking about expanding their Belt and Road Project into Afghanistan. They're going to make a deal for all of these. And if the Taliban won't make a deal, China will just go in and take it. And the United States will be behind the ball and then even more dependent on China for everything that those precious metals produce, which are things that are used in everyday items that we buy in mass from China. So China gets stronger, United States gets weaker, we get weaker, it gets weaker in the world's eyes, it gets weaker in the eyes of its allies, it can... Uh, the trust of the United States goes down. Our dollar is, is going through the floor. We're dependent now on foreign entities for oil, and things are, things are crashing and burning in the United States. It's managed decline. And this didn't just start a few years ago. This has been going on for a long time. This is part of the Cloward-Piven strategy. This is part of the Marcuse teachings, the weather underground. This is part of the Colorado experiment. All of these things have been going on. It's a slow march through the institutions, the slow march through the institutions to undermine the freedoms that America has because that's a problem for the globalists, for those who want to basically bring the United States down Get rid of the Constitution, get rid of your personal rights, get rid of the Second Amendment, get rid of all of these things, because then you can have a dictator. Then the government is in control. Then you don't have any personal rights, and we eventually become a slave state where you have one class on the bottom or wherever it is, and that's the, that's, that's the class that's controlled, the controlled class, we'll call that, where they're going to have a universal basic income. This is where the Great Reset comes in, where you're going to own nothing. Hey, you're going to be happy. You're not going to have a house. You're not going to have anything. You're going you're gonna to rent everything, or we're going to loan it to you. Uh, we're going to have all these rules for you, and we can take them away anytime we want. But the ruling elite, the ruling class, they can do whatever they want. None of the rules apply to them, and we all know how that turns out. It's been played over and over again to zero success at all. But this is the plan. And it's been the plan for a long, long, long time. It is the dream of the globalists, of the elite, of the Illuminati, of the Freemasons, of any all these groups, the Bilderberg group, all of them together combined. This is the ultimate goal. The Club of Rome, you go down the list. 
This is the goal. And the players stay the same. That's why I said this is not about Republican or Democrats. This is not about, this is not a political debate. This is not a political exercise. I don't, at this point, I don't really care. It, it doesn't matter because we are where we are. If you go back and listen to my election show, I gave the reasons why I voted for who I voted for and it had nothing to do with the personality. It was all about policy. And I could see this coming with this administration. In my personal opinion, I think Joe Biden is a prop. I don't think he's fully there. I think there are people pulling his strings. That's why he can't answer questions. And when he does, he doesn't answer them very well. He can barely read a teleprompter. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. I, I, I don't know Joe Biden. I, I don't wish him any ill. But there's a reality to, to the fact. And the fact is somebody's pulling the strings, and it's probably multiple people. And I think we can all guess who it is. I believe, in my opinion, it's the Clintons. It's Obama. It's Kerry. It's world lead, it's global leaders, it's Soros, it's, it's Gates, Zuckerberg, all the usual suspects and names we don't know that are a, a, a G from China all around the world. I think they're all pulling these strings because they want to pull it. They want to take this world and own it and you are in the way and you are a problem. You eat too much, you drive too much, you own too much. You're, you're a big, big blight on their world. They want you out of the way. And they can't just come out and say that because there would be mass revolt. You understand this, don't you? This is why we have these slow drips, even, even through the COVID thing. Slow drips of taking away your personal freedoms. They didn't just come straight out and say, hey, for the next two years, you're not going to be able to move. You're going to wear a face mask. You can't go to work. You're going to have to get a vaccine. You, you, otherwise, you can't do this, can't do that. They took your freedom slowly, and now they're offering them back to you. Well, that's not freedom. Freedom is freedom. You have your freedom. They took it, and now they're offering it back to you. It was a that was a that was a slow walk. Well, this global takeover is an even slower walk because these people are operating on a whole different other time level, and they know that if they came right right out and said this is this is what we're going to do, this is our goal, everyone would freak out, and there would be mass chaos, and and there's more of us than them, and we would overrun them. So, how do you do it? Well, you do it psychologically, you traumatize people, you scare people, you divide people, reshape things, act like you don't know what's going on. I mean, anytime that there is a double standard, there's a hidden agenda. And anytime a politician, or so, let's just somebody you know, if there are two choices... You're given two choices, and one is completely dumb, nobody would do it, and the other one is the obvious right choice, and they continue to pick the dumb, wrong choice, you have to start wondering what's up with that person. What, what is it that they know that you don't know? Why are they doing that? Because it makes no common sense, and that's where we're at. Some people call it a clown world. 
but I don't think so. It is by design. We're the ones who are being played. And this whole debacle in Af- Afghanistan is a great big ruse, and it's a horrific one. It's my heart goes out to all the people there. And if you served, if you served in Afghanistan or you helped out in Afghanistan in any way, it was not in vain, brother and sister. We love you. We support you. You were doing your job. You don't control the politicians. You don't control the mission. You don't control the orders. You did what you were told to do, signed up to do, and God bless you for it. And I thank you for your service. I know it's rough for you right now. I know that a lot of you have friends over there. A lot of you lost friends over there. A lot of you lost limbs, came back, shattered minds. This is what these people do to us. They sell us these, these, these fairy tales. They, they sell these absolute nonsense reasons for why they're doing things and shield you from the truth and you lay your life down for nonsense as we're seeing right now so we don't hold anything against anybody who served or who taught or went over with doctors without borders missionaries god bless all of you you're doing god's work it's the politicians It's the globalists. They are the ones to blame for this, and they're doing it on purpose. And that's what's so sickening about the whole thing. Now, I didn't get into all the minutiae detail of it because we only have so much time on here. But those are the bulletin points. From what I see, this is my opinion, please. And I welcome your response. Down the RH at protonmail.com. Down the RH at protonmail.com. I know this is a different show than we normally do, but I got so many requests for this, I decided to go ahead and to lay it out there. And maybe you see something different. Like I said, I, I didn't have time to get into all the minutiae details of it, but those are basically the bulletin points of what's going on in Afghanistan and why none of it makes sense, because it's not designed to. So I would love to hear from you. And Brandon will be back on Sunday. So we're looking forward to that. We'll be back together in the studio with a brand new edition of Down the Rabbit Hole. I want to thank you guys very much for tuning in. I hope that made sense. I, I hope I got my point across and because it's, it's a very complicated situation. I tried to be uh, concise about it and try, tried to lay it out in a way that would be understandable. So if it was confusing, my apologies, and I will do better next time. <laughs> do appreciate you tuning in. Thanks so much for, uh, for being part of the family, and we will see you on Sunday.